Glory. Ah, oh, it feels good today. Victory waters. Mmm. Jesus. Just be refreshed, head to toes in living waters, flowing from the upper spring and the lower spring. A lot of revelation today. It's been rich. But I really like this verse right now. Because it's how we restore all things. Revelation 7.17 And the great shepherd shall lead them to the springs of the waters of life. And he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. The Bible says springs. Plural. You ever wonder why it says springs, plural, in Revelation 7.17? Because there's an upper spring, and there's a lower spring for your brain and for your spirit. Washing your feet, washing your brain. You have to be washed from above and below. You have to be washed internally and externally. Not just internally. You ever seen someone that just has it in their spirit and doesn't have it in the natural? They're miserable people because they haven't got any rewards for their suffering. They're miserable. And the spirit of Jezebel would have you just do it in the spirit. But don't ever get a reward in the natural realm. The natural realm belongs to the devil. You ever hear that before? They're like, you don't need to have wages added unto you. You don't need Revelation 5, all riches to the Lamb. You're storing up treasures in heaven. You get no treasures on earth. You're just taking a vow, a vow of poverty and cursing yourself. Because... We practice false humility. You see it every day. That's like one of the main messages preached in Christianity today. It's actually fringe to not have a poverty spirit. It's actually fringe to not have a religious spirit. To be exclusively in the waters of victory in every area of your soul is practically unknown in the world today. But we're here to reveal the water temple of Ezekiel 47. We're here to reveal the upper and lower springs of Revelation 7.17. We're here to equip you under the perfection of the saints to make you the strongest, most powerful army that's ever walked the earth. An important thing about being strong in the living waters is shaking everything that can be shaken and not tolerating the persons of the wicked. We shake with seven thunders. We shake with the lightnings of God. We shake with waters like a tsunami. The waters come so strong and make you shake. You see people shake and bake and quake and roll on the floor and laugh hysterically nearly every single day of ministry. But why do we shake everything that can be shaken? To remove the fallen angels in the air and to remove the demons in the sand. Now people go down when you shake. And people are afraid of letting people go down because we love people. The issue is you have to trust the shaking and baking and quaking to remove the persons of the wicked and then set the captives free. That's how you actually deliver people. You deliver people by shaking everything that can be shaken and people will say they're dying. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. Just killing your sin. I'm just killing your pride. I'm just killing Satan out of you. You're actually coming alive and it feels like death because you're completely full of the poison of demonic pride. Demonic pride is why people feel horrible as you drink the living waters. They'll just do anything to get you to stop drinking the living waters. 
We'll let you have any form of Christianity in the world as long as you stay away from Ezekiel 47. As long as you stay from, oh, stay away from Revelation 7:17. As long as you stay away from John 7:38. As long as you stay away from Song of Songs 5:1. As long as you stay away from Jeremiah 23:9. As long as you stay away from Psalms 23:5. His talk, his cup was supremely intoxicating. We'll let you have any form of Christianity as long as it doesn't have the living water in it. That's what the fallen angels have allowed. And the fallen angels have even allowed charismatic realms to have a fringe side dish of new wine. But not the main show. Not the main show. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't have the cup of the new covenant as the main centerpiece of our church. Lest we be real Christians for the first time and actually taste some mild persecution some cyber persecution. They're going to talk smack about you. Looks like Riff Raff got saved. <laughs> we know you're on mushrooms. All this stuff they say. All kinds of crap. You know, they try to hurt the father's feelings every day, but the father's omniscient. He has eyes in the waters, and he knows they live in the dry place, and it's just devils in their air and devils in their sand talking. I pay no attention to the snakes and the fallen angels. They're bitter. They're nasty. You come to a place of such fortitude in the springs of the waters of life that you don't even listen to the voice of death anymore. You don't even listen to the waters of the red dragon. You know, the mouth, the mouth of blasphemy, as it's written in Revelation. There were frogs coming out of the... I don't listen to frogs. I don't listen to any of it. I don't listen to anything that's not completely soaked, saturated, underwater, and in the living water that's an ever-moving water. It's got to be moving, which means you're always walking by faith. Even the apostles and prophets are always torn every day out of their comfort zones. It's not like you ever get used to it. You don't. If you think you do, you're a liar. You're settling for complacency. You're just rolled up on the side of the bank of the river, taking a break from walking by faith and not by sight. My God, you need to tie your feet to a concrete anchor and throw yourself in the center of the lake, like Lake Tahoe and the Mafia of 1945. You need to drown 4,500 feet into Lake Tahoe and just die in the river and just never come up for oxygen again and start to live underwater. The only thing you're going to be seeing down there is Jacques Cousteau in his little yellow submarine. Like, ah, hey. You make friends with the fish and start speaking in fish tongues. Amen? <laughs> and Poseidon was my closest friend. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Talking about Jesus. Amen. This guy was like, why do you have the trident on your emojis? I was like, what? Oh, because of the lower pool. That's actually Poseidon's trident, which is the staff of Jesus Christ in the lower pool now, because we took our inheritance of the waters below. You know, it's like, people don't even know this stuff. They think you're crazy. Like, no, it's in the Bible, where's Poseidon? All these extra-biblical devils. When it says devils in the Bible, that's what it's talking about. Things that have your inheritance that you don't have because you're still religious. <laughs> And religion is what keeps you from having anything of power and of wisdom and authority in the waters. 
And so when you get undone from religion by simply drinking, you start to get access to all these realms of power, all these dominions of the king. The word kingdom, we all know we're supposed to be kingdom Christians, you know, because we're not total heretics. We entered the kingdom, the kingdom, kingdom. Jesus spoke of the kingdom only as the only type of Christianity over a hundred times in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And there's no Christianity except kingdom. And kingdom means dominion. Now, it's like a dominion, like a principality of pride. It's like a dominion, like a principality of Jezebel where everyone's just wrong about everything in their brain and their whole life, except in the glory except in freedom and except in prosperity. It's a, it's a dominion that's stronger than the seven principalities of Satan and his seven mountains. It's a dominion stronger than the whore of Babylon and the seven-headed beasts. It's a dominion stronger than all the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. It's a dominion stronger than the sun and the moon and the stars. It's a dominion stronger than the red dragon whose tail swept one-third of the fallen angels. It's a dominion of Jesus. Most Christians don't believe the dominion of Jesus is actually stronger than the dominion of Satan. That's why they're in disagreement. They're in disagreement with the spirit of life. They're in disagreement with the living waters. You see it every day. Who disagrees with the waters of life? Who disagrees with the fountain? The very last thing Jesus Christ said is come to the fountain and drink. Revelation. The very last commandment is that this is what is opened up for you your salvation in the fountain of life. There's no one that's ever been saved that hasn't drunk from the fountain of life. You're only saved if you drink the fountain of life. I mean, that's clearly written in the book of Revelation. And there's no way you can be saved except drinking the living waters called the Holy Spirit. And having the Holy Spirit discussion through you and you get so saved, it gets stupid. It gets so easy and light. The problem is, is we're not taught drunk, we're taught thunk. And that's why our brains are around here like barbarians and we're beating each other up with clubs thinking we're right in our own brains. Like the Dark Ages. Cavemen coming around with our stone tablets and stoning people to death. I'm right in my own brain. You're wrong in your brain. My brain's better than your brain. And it's all sin. It's all wickedness. It's all Cain. The principality of Cain is what we're dealing with en masse worldwide. This, when this thing breaks... This is all the devil has left, by the way. When this thing breaks, the, the floodwaters break. This is the last stand of Cain's pride, the principality that holds people's souls in the curse of the natural realm. The floods are about to break of the upper pool. You know how many people it takes in the upper pool to release the upper pool, the floods of Noah, the days of Noah, to get everyone in the ark of Ezekiel 47's water temple? One. One. Just takes one. Noah, a preacher of righteousness, raised the standard and drowned the world, it says in the Bible. We got more than one. So this ain't no lone ranger. I believe we'll fit a billion people in the water temple that we're establishing here in the next three years. Oh, baby. This water temple will fill the whole universe. This water temple of Ezekiel 47 is the new heavens of the upper pool and the new earth of the lower pool where righteousness dwells with waters of life ascending and descending through all flesh and blood in the whole universe. As it is written, I will pour out my spirit in all flesh. The spirit is the living water. You don't have a vote in it. In the past, in the rebellion under the fallen angels' principalities, you thought you had rights. 
I can do what I want to do as long as it's in the guise of the Bible and the Spirit and I speak in tongues and try to be a good person. That's what we've mostly done in Christianity for the past 2,000 years. Now we're coming into the standard of on earth as it is in heaven, and heaven is completely underwater and flowing with moving waters. The waters of Eden, Eden's rivers, the lion, eagle, ox, and man, natures of the four-faced man on the throne, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And so everyone's constantly washed in the water of the word Jesus, in heaven, and that's going to be on earth, where everyone on earth, in their hearts and their minds, and right now is the very, very, very last chance for people to come willingly and not be forced, because the torrents are coming. Bob Jones said when the torrents come, free will's gone. You're in the time of the rain, in the rain, you still have a choice to come to the ark, to come to the water temple. To bring your heart, to bring your mind, to bring your family, bring your dog, bring your cat. Bring everything in your whole world and start living in the glory of God. Start living in Ezekiel 47's water temple. Start living out of the upper pool and the lower pool of his virginity and his humility. Start living in perfect paradise already prepared for you. It's fully prepared for you. If it were not so, I tell you, I go to my Father's house to prepare a place for you. Where are you going to live? In heaven on earth. Simultaneously. Your mind gets so renewed, you'll be simultaneously living in heaven perfectly and living on earth perfectly. The Holy Spirit perfects your spirit. God the Father perfects your soul. Jesus Christ perfects your flesh. So you can be a perfect trinity as God's a perfect trinity. Spirit, soul, and flesh on earth as it is in heaven. And you'll live simultaneously out of the realms that you have faith for. Right now, you're already living in the, in the maximum amount that you have faith for. So when you hear the word, the word goes in and increases your faith. That's why preaching is the most important thing. Because when you hear the word, it opens your heart and your mind to expand who you are in Christ into the full potential that God created you to be. Not just limited to what you have now, but growing your faith, perfecting your faith, authoring your faith, getting your mind renewed, transfigured by the renewing of your mind, by the washing of the water of Jesus washing of the water of the Word. And you get perfected in the Trinity. You get perfected in divinity. You get perfected in humility. And you get perfected in virginity. You get perfected above and you get perfected below. And when you get perfected above and perfected above, uh, below in wisdom and revelation and intimate knowledge of Him, guess what? You begin to live out of your new heavens which is your transfigured soul. You begin to live out of your new earth, which is your transfigured heart. It's true. Adam and Eve were the universe that everything lived and moved and had their being in because they were created in the image of God. They had all the same attributes that make God God. It's true. That's what it means to bear God's image or to be created in the image of God is that you have all the abilities that make God God. Have I not said you are gods? Why are you dying like men? Because you don't have faith for it and you gave up all of your ability to the fallen angels and the curse of the fall. Psalms 82. Because you tolerate the persons of the wicked and you forfeit all of your spiritual ability and false humility to Satan and his angels and so they still have your thrones. That's exactly how it is. And right now, people are actually going to repent of their grave clothes in their false humility, they're going to start drinking, they're going to start revelating until they're levitating up into their angel thrones. 
And that's why everything's opposed to you, because you guys are predestined foreordained to be the 144,000. It's true. That's actually what, you, what we've been doing, is polishing your thrones in the second heavens. Have I not said you are thrones in the Father's house? Isaiah 22, 23. Amen. And he has prepared a throne for you. And they shall rule and reign from the angelic heavenly sphere for a thousand years. Revelation 5.10, it is written. They, the 144,000. And they sing from their harps, and they sing from the top of Mount Zion, they sing the song of Moses and of the Lamb. The fullness of the apostolic ability of Jesus Christ cleansing the heavens and the earth. Adam and Eve ruled this universe. It wasn't just a little plot of garden that they just took care of some foliage. It wasn't running a zoo. It's all the divine ability. Jesus the gardener. Mary Magdalene at the tomb. First one at the tomb. Rabboni. Mary. Changed in appearance. Teleporting around Israel. Walking through walls. But barbecuing. Still having fun in the natural realm. It's true. All of those divine abilities are in Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is in you. That's how you're saved. Salvation means restored back to the fullness of of the ability that Adam and Eve lost in the curse of the fall. Now there needs to be tremendous healing in your spirit by the Holy Spirit, tremendous healing in your soul by God the Father's soul, and tremendous healing in your bones and marrow, Hebrews 4.12, by the Word of God, Jesus Christ, that separates bones from marrow. By the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, Jesus, is the Word of God. And it works right into your bone and your DNA, and it straightens and heals your DNA, all the way back through your generations, back through Adam. As if no one has ever sinned in your bloodlines. And it perfects your blood. That's why drinking his blood is so powerful. And it perfects you. It transfigures you. It heals you. It removes every trace of wrongdoing, the blood of the Lamb. We don't really understand how powerful the blood of the Lamb is yet. When you're drinking the living waters, you're drinking the blood of the Lamb. When you're drinking the best wine saved for last, you're drinking the wine saved for this last generation that will have the record of death removed from their DNA and they'll look young at a hundred, the masters of time. Amen. The twelve stars of Revelation 12 of the bride's crown. And these twelve stars of Revelation 12 are the twelve tribes of Israel. Like it says about Joshua, in his dream, he said, I saw the eleven stars bow to me, and so did the sun and the moon. Amen? Amen. And all the crap that uh, Joseph, not Joshua, all the crap Joseph had to go through because of his dream of the stars and the sun and the moon bowing to him. Twenty years in prison or something. Hallelujah. Just the suffering of becoming King of Kings and Lord of Lords. What it takes. Hallelujah. And it's beautiful. The refinement process is so beautiful to refine these stars, to get these 11 stars to bow down to you. Judges 5.20 From the heavens the stars fought, from their courses they fought against Sisera. And Revelation 1.20 In his right hand he holds the seven stars. It's the power of the heavens warring with Joel's army. It's the power of the stars of the heavens warring for Joel's army. I was seeing a vision during the worship time today that just like Wiccan witches, 
go out in the forest and they have sacrifices and commit sexual morality and do rituals and rites and all this stuff, and they defile the land, and it, and it causes sin to be in the forest and sin to be on the altar. And that same sin and defilement and darkness has been on the stars and has been on the earth, and God is removing it from the stars, and God is removing it from the earth. That's why it says in Peter, you'll have a new heavens. You'll have new stars that will fight for you, like they fought for Deborah, in Judges 5.20. And you'll have a new earth that will fight for you, that fought, like it fought for Deborah. The waters fought for Deborah, and the stars fought for Deborah. That's what it says in Judges chapter 5. It wasn't a natural battle. It was a supernatural battle of creation fighting the defilement of sorcerers in the heavens above and the earth beneath. That's why you, t you read about the stars of Jesus in his right hand, Revelation 1. And then you read about the stars that fell from heaven in the book of Revelation. You read about the river of life that proceeds from the throne of God in the land in Revelation 22. And then you read about the river of Satan, of pride, that spews out of his mouth in the book of Revelation also. So you have the waters fighting the waters and the stars fighting the stars. And guess who wins? Deborah, the bride of Christ, has won. She's victorious. That is the end of the matter. When the people of God come into agreement that Jesus and his stars and Jesus and his waters are in fact victorious over Satan and his angels and Satan's waters and Satan's stars, we will obtain victory by simply believing in it. The test is most people don't believe it. Every day you hear the negativity. doesn't work for me. I believe more in the waters of Satan than the waters of life. That's what we're warring against. It's water wars and it's star wars. And it's World War Three for the third water temple. You're at war. You were born into World War Three. World War Three isn't so much about rifles and machine guns as it is against fallen angels and sons of God operating in full spiritual stature against principalities and, and sorcerers of nations that have had thousands of years of training. That's why it's called the maturation of the times, the culmination of the ages, is because you have the maturation of Cain in all the wickedness of the stars that fell from heaven and their evil, defiled, wormwood waters that make people bitter and poisoned so that those who drank it one-third died, Revelation says. And then you have the sweet waters of the Lamb. And we have been weak because we don't drink that much as Christians so that we've lost to the waters of Satan and we've lost to the stars of Satan. But we're going to get so strong in righteousness and in the mature things and the deep things of God that we'll start winning. It'll start with just a few of us getting so strong, encouraging others to come into these realms of maturity and reading the scriptures in the power of the living waters and learning how to drink the living waters, and learning how to overcome all the other things that oppose you every day, the sands and the air, the waters and the stars, and to overcome all the power of the evil one, and to throw down the beast, the false prophet, in the red dragon, into the lake of fire. Your victory is in the waters of life, <laughs> and in the warring in the heavens, by revelation of what God has given you through Jesus Christ. You got to understand, by His Word, the worlds were framed. 
That's what scripture says. The word of God created heaven and created earth. So when the word of God recreates your inner man, your spirit, and renews your mind, and it empowers your strength to believe what's written, and you're in the river, you can speak a thing and have it be established. You can decree a thing and let it be known. You can speak the words of God like a two-edged sword into the heavens, into the earth, into all the elements, into all the wickedness, into all the demons and the devils, and shatter the works of the devil and, and restore divine order into the heavens and the earth and under the earth. That's what you're going to do. As you get sanctified by getting cut by circumcision of heart, by letting all these words that oppose your pride and oppose your lust, that sanctify you at the same level of holiness as God the Father, then when you begin to speak out of God the Father's authority through sanctification, your words will carry the same weight as God the Father Himself. That's what a son of God is. And that weight has weight in the molecules, and that weight has weight in the atoms. And you begin rearranging atoms and molecules. You begin rearranging water and sand. You begin re rearranging the periodic table. You begin rearranging everything that's been corrupted by sin. It's the restoration of all things. The sons of God restore all things because they themselves have been restored by full sacrifice of their sinful nature to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in their hearts, souls, and flesh. So that each son of God is a manifesting Father, Son, and Holy Spirit creature in their spirit, soul, and flesh, operating the full ability of, of, of God. Amen. Operating in the full ability of God with God the Father's authority backing him up, backing her up. That's what the new covenant is. That's why the new covenant defeated Satan at the cross. Because it, if anyone were to believe it and go all the way into the maturity of it, they become as powerful as God is powerful. And people say, oh, that's not biblical. That's not. That is biblical. <laughs> In this world, we are Jesus, it is written. Anything less than living at Jesus Christ's level of power, dominion, authority, might, is false humility. And false humility is everywhere. Say, I'm just an insignificant little sinful creature. And we got all these little things that we believe that don't line up with the Word, don't line up with the river. First of all, get in the river so you can understand the Word. And from the river, let the Word of God completely sanctify you. Completely circumcise your heart and stay circumcised so that the foreskin of Satan's darkness doesn't come on your spirit seven times worse. Once you come into the river, it gets dangerous for you because if you come out, you'll get buried in seven times more darkness. We've seen that thousands of times. You need to have concrete boots on and just throw yourself into the river and die. You need to die in your spirit. You need to die in your soul. And you need to die in your flesh. People are like, oh, I don't. That's the main problem with people. They don't want to die. The Bible doesn't say, the Bible does say you need to die in your spirit, you need to die in your soul, and you need to die in your flesh with Jesus. Jesus Christ died the deaths. The Bible says deaths, plural. He died spiritually, he died mentally, and he died physically, and was buried in the lowest pit of hell called Tartarus, and the bulls of Bashan gaped about him. Satan buried him illegally even though he'd never sinned so that the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead so that anyone that calls upon the name of Jesus 
dies spiritually with him, dies in their soul mentally with him, and dies physically with him. And if you haven't been buried into the death of his baptism, then you're not experiencing resurrection power in your spirit, soul, and body. And that's why many of you are sick. And that's why many of you are poor and cursed. Because you haven't fully embraced the death of your spirit. The Holy Spirit kills your spirit so that you have no connection into the world whatsoever. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. God the Father kills your soul so that your soul has no worldliness in it. It's just perfect holiness. Your new soul, being transfigured by the renewing of your soul, washed in the water of the Word, your new soul is God the Father Himself having become partakers of His divine nature. What do you mean by partaker? Having been made full of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reaching full spiritual stature, Colossians 2.10, it is written. What does that even mean? It means that the fullness of the Trinity has slain your old nature spiritually, mentally, and physically, so that you have all of the Trinity's ability to rule and reign as a throne in the heavens for eternity. And that's where we're going. That's where we're taking everyone. And the main enemy is religion. And it's not like, oh, the Catholic religion. It's charismatic religion. We've been doing this thing in the charismatic church forever. From the beginning of the ministry, 13 years. And people come around so full of knowledge that's not God. It's like pure Phariseeism. You need to unlearn everything in your head and just die. That's true. You need to come in, put the concrete boots on your ankles, and throw yourself in the living waters and die to your spirit, die to your mind, and die to your flesh so that you can taste the resurrection. Anyone who fears death has not tasted of the resurrection because they haven't died with him. If there is any, and death is all fear combined. So how do you overcome death? You overcome fear by being buried into the death of his baptism. And then nothing in this world can touch you because there's no fear in you. And you're made perfect in love because the living water is divine love. When you're drinking the Lamb's humility, you're drinking divine love. When you're drinking the Lamb's virginity, you're drinking divine love. That's what keeps you constantly renewed. Not a one-time thing, a constant thing. Angels ascending and descending upon you constantly, always working on you until you're the exact likeness physically of Jesus Christ. And that's where we're going soon. Soon, physically, people's bone marrow is changing so rapidly, it's just completely glorifying and removing death from their bones. As is written in Hebrews 4.12, the sword of the Spirit separates bone from marrow. The life is in the bone marrow of your physical body. It's true. That's where blood is produced, in the marrow of your bones. So you have to have Jesus in the marrow of your bones to be transfigured, to remove death from inside out of your bones. That's why Ezekiel 37 says, prophesy to these dry bones, can these dry bones live? And it's the four winds of heaven. It's the stars warring for you. It's the light of the glory of the second heavens. The stars war, and it's the, the living waters. It's the waters warring for you, and it's the stars warring for you, just like they warred for Deborah in Judges 5.20. It's true, because your body is a part of this universe, and in order to remove death from this universe, you need clean stars, and you need clean waters. You need living stars, and you need living waters. Yes, and all creation sings God's praise. The stars sing His praise. The rocks sing His praise. Don't let the rocks cry out. They're crying out because 
people don't get into the mature stuff of Jesus Christ and they say infants in Christ so that the warlocks rule over the elements, the warlocks rule over the stars, and the Christians are all just scared and paranoid about microchips and guillotines and sheep sheds with a bunch of religious nonsense. It's time to mature in the waters. It's time to mature in the stars. It's time to renew our minds and use everything God has given us to take this world back from Satan and his angels with no mercy on the persons of the wicked. Psalms 82 says, I have this against you that you tolerate the persons of the wicked. You are not doing anyone a favor by being nice to their demons, their sin, their unrenewedness, their flesh, their brains, any of it. You need to... You can be gentle, you know, gentle lamb, gentle shepherd, but you need to pour living waters on these people. Otherwise, you're just protecting them from Jesus and you're killing them. It's not love. True love brings rain like the days of Noah. True love is bringing the upper pool upon all the rebellion and pride in their brain. Yes, they will feel like they're dying because their whole nature is caught up in Satan's kingdom and you're melting Satan out of them. You're only destroying Satan. So they're going to hiss at you. They're going to hate you at first. Later on, they'll thank you because you're washing their sins away. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the heaven's stars and the earth's waters, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. Partner with Red Letter Ministries and magnify this message to the nations. You can now give through text. Isn't that cool? We just set this up today. I'll give you the number. If you want to donate through text messaging... It's, you can text GIVE to 833-497-3557. Text GIVE to 833-497-3557. And we love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.